If you like this podcast, you're going to really like McClanahan Academy. Head over to McClanahanAcademy.com. That's McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll. It's free of charge. You get a free class, 10 Myths of American History. When you do enroll, I've got nearly 20 classes there available for purchase. Go to McClanahanAcademy.com. Enroll today and get a real history education. The Brian McClanahan Show, episode 675. It's time to think locally and act locally. Welcome to the Brian McClanahan Show. Welcome back to the Brian McClanahan Show. Glad to have you back on the program. Very glad to be here. Don't forget to follow me on Twitter, like my Facebook page, and subscribe to my YouTube page where you can watch this podcast. Find all those social media accounts on my webpage, brianmcclanahan.com. That's B-R-I-O-N, mcclanahan.com. Why are you there? Give me an email address. I'll give you a free ebook. Forgotten Founders for your audiobook of the same title read by yours truly. Support the show by going to mclanahanacademy.com. Always free to enroll. Get that free class when you do enroll. I've got a new class out. If you're watching this on Wednesday the 27th, a new class, Copperhead. It's a great class. One of my favorite classes I've ever done. It covers some really good stuff in opposition to the Lincoln administration. And that, of course, is going to segue nicely into the topic today. But you want that Copperheads class. And if you get this between uh, I'm sorry, uh, July 27th and August 1st, 2022, I do have a coupon running on that. Just use the coupon code COPPERHEADS and you can get $60 off the class. So it's a great deal and just go on there and do it. You can also support the show by clicking on the support tab at brianmcclanahan.com. Throw a few pennies my way. If you're on the YouTube channel and you're watching the video, click on the super thanks underneath the video. Throw a few pennies my way that way. Buy my logo and all kinds of cool stuff at the shop tab at brianmcclanahan.com. But as always, rate, review, and subscribe to the podcast. Let people know you're thinking locally and acting locally. Share it around on social media. Send me those show requests. I do appreciate it. So the topic of the day is a, a piece that was in the, uh, the pilot, right? The Virginia pilot, which uh, is a, you know, of course, standard establishment newspaper. And it's having to deal with a new controversy with Glenn Youngkin. Now, if you don't know who Glenn Youngkin is, maybe you're listening to this internationally because I do have... Uh, listeners that are listening internationally. But Glenn Youngkin is the governor of Virginia, the former governor of Virginia, Ralph Ralph Northam, and his henchmen in the Democrat Party changed the state law in order to remove Confederate statues. So the idea is to simply erase that part of Virginia history. And, when I, and that, I mean literally erase it. They want to take it completely out like it never even happened. And of course, many of the people being removed by these morons are Virginians, Robert E. Lee, Stonewall Jackson, and others. And the idea, of course, is to uh, have some type of apology tour that none of that actually happened and, and to buy in to the Republican Party's version of the war. And what do I mean by that? Not the current Republican Party, though I would say it's the same Republican Party, but the 1860s Republican Party version of the war. If you want to get the talking points for the modern historical profession on the war, just go back to the 1860s and read the Republican Party. Because that's where they're getting it from. Now, there was a whole other side to the story, which was the Democrats, even in the North, and their position on the Lincoln administration and the war, what started the war, who started the war, what was going on during the war. That was some really important stuff, and that's what Copperheads at McClanahan Academy covers because nobody gets that side of it. So, so Glenn Youngkin replaces Ralph Northam, who, uh, you know, Youngkin wins the election. And of course, as governor, he can appoint people to a variety of state positions. And so there is a state board of history. I can't remember what the title of it is, but he appointed a woman named Anne McLean to this 
particular board, and she has got the left very upset. Now, McLean has a PhD from the University of Virginia in art history, and uh, so she's well-credentialed, but she is also someone who doesn't buy into the idiotic position of the establishment historical profession and, of course, their leftist allies in the media and everywhere else, and that is that the Confederacy is bad and traitors, right? So that all Southerners who waged uh, who fought in that war, who defended themselves in a war for independence, as even Eugene Genovese, who was a Marxist, called it, the war for Southern independence. All these people are basically subhuman, and they just need to be erased from history. She is fully in favor of uh, maintaining the current Confederate monuments. Now, Youngkin, if he really wanted to be bold, would have said all the monuments are going back up. He's actually come out and said, no, we're not going to do any of that, but we're going to keep the ones that are there, and the ones that are have been taken down, maybe put them in museums or something like that. But uh, McLean has, uh, was on a radio program uh, a couple of weeks back, and she said that um, you know, secession was not treason. It was perfectly uh, understandable why some people would do this. She said that we've, all, we've flattened the war on the issue of slavery. It's just about slavery, and that's it. And uh, then she compared, uh, she brought up the Ukraine situation and said that Putin's invasion of Ukraine was much like Lincoln's invasion of the South. And that's what really got people upset. Because we have, um, we have now, now logically, in some ways, logically, this is exactly what the United States is essentially saying in one way or another when they're saying, okay, we're going to defend Ukrainian independence and we're going to oppose an invasion from the Russian government. Well, what's the difference in supporting Southern independence and an invasion from the Northern government? I mean, we could talk about Ukraine and Russia and the different dynamics of that. You could also say, of course, that there was a, a part of Russia or a part of Ukraine that wanted to secede and join Russia, and uh, the Ukrainians were not letting that happen either. So, I mean, this is a really complex situation, of course, in Russia and Ukraine, but that particular statement got people very upset. And, of course, by defending Confederate monuments and saying that Lincoln's a tyrant, essentially, and the secession is not treason, this got people very upset, too. And, in fact, it led to many of the lefties in Virginia to call for her resignation or for her firing from this board, which Youngkin has not buckled yet, and he has resisted all of that. And I'm not certain he's going to. And I'm going to read you this, this, uh, this article because there's real shock and indignation that Youngkin wouldn't do this. How dare he, right? How dare he wouldn't comply with our with our demands on the left to do what we say he should do, right? So let me read this piece. It says, Governor Glenn Youngkin is facing calls to withdraw his recent appointee to the Historic Resources Board. I'm sorry, I couldn't remember the name of the thing of the uh, organization was. Due to her recent comments defending the Confederacy and criticizing former President Abraham Lincoln's role in the Civil War. Oh my gosh, you can't do that. You can't criticize St. Abraham. I mean... This is the American demigod, don't you know? He's got the Parthenon in Washington, D.C. And anything you say against Lincoln will be used against you in a court of public opinion. I mean, it, it, that, that's, that's what we see now, right? So anything anti-Lincoln is being anti-American for some reason. Whereas we had large numbers of Americans in the 1860s who said lots of stuff about Lincoln. In fact, in that Copperheads class, I give you what's called the imbecile speech, where a senator from Delaware called Lincoln an imbecile on the floor of the Senate. And the vice president of the United States wanted him uh, removed from the chamber for this. 
He later had to apologize, but removed from the chamber. And uh, he wasn't the only one. Of course, uh, John Sherman of Ohio wanted him gone, too. John Sherman, of course, is, is Billy Sherman, the, uh, the marauding Billy Sherman's brother. And so, uh, you know, uh, Salisbury, Willard Salisbury is his name, had to pull his pistols. This is a really funny story, but I have that in the Copperheads class. Uh, it's, not, it's not an episode that people are often aware of, but to criticize Abraham Lincoln, oh my gosh. How dare you criticize Abraham Lincoln, the man that led to nearly uh, over 10,000 political arrests during, <laughs> during his administration. 10,000 plus people were arrested simply for their politics on mere suspicion and nothing else. This is what the Democrats, current Democrats would want, by the way. They'd want to be able to arrest you on mere suspicion. They want you to lose your job simply because you say the wrong things. This is what they want. They are... The cancel culture people. This is all about cancel culture right now. They're canceling the statues. Now they want to cancel somebody who didn't have the proper establishment opinion. They want to get rid of her. So the piece continues. Youngkin announced last week that he had appointed Anne McLean, a historian and the founder of a Christian school in Richmond, to serve on the Board of Historic Resources. Shortly after, she came under fire for previous remarks defending Confederate statues on a Richmond radio show. On Monday, she returned to the show and seemingly doubled down. I think the appropriate reaction here is disgust. Uh, Delegate Sia Price, a Newport News Democrat and member of the Virginia Legislative Black Caucus, said Tuesday, disgust. The appropriate response is disgust. Now, Anne McLean, of course, is from Virginia. There are thousands and thousands of Virginians who are descended from Confederate veterans. I don't know about her, her, her history or her family, but descended from Confederate veterans. There are thousands of Virginians, and look, Virginia was the, uh, Richmond was the capital of the Confederacy. There were thousands and thousands of Virginians, tens of thousands of Virginians who fought for the Confederacy. But yet now it should be disgust because we should have disgust over that. You see, this is, this is blood liable. This is actually saying that you should be disgusted by the people that are in your lineage or that are part of the history of your state. Disgusted by those people. But, I mean, this is where you know we are, right? This is the stupidity from people like Sia Price. She's not bright. McLean, who founded Hunter Classical Christian School in Richmond, could not be reached for comment. On Monday's radio show, McLean said southern states had the right to secede and did not commit treason. She also criticized Lincoln for calling up troops against the Confederates. Quote, invasion, just like we see Russia invading Ukraine, invading a new territory was wrong, she said. And so many people want to just flatten the whole civil war to slavery. And of course, we know slavery is not good. But I think slavery would have been outlawed in the South within five or ten years. But they wanted to do it on their time. Now, of course, McLean had also come under fire in the Washington Post. I saw a, a <laughs> this is funny, there was a letter to the editor in the Post after they wrote a hit piece on her in the Washington Post. And this, this little doofus said, well, if McLean, if, if the Confederacy had won, maybe we would have seen slavery until 1920 or maybe 1930. Because most people don't understand, those people don't realize that actually Lincoln was willing to let that happen too. In December of 1862, if you read my Reading Abraham Lincoln class, because most people don't read Lincoln, they just get the cartoon version of Abraham Lincoln. It's the 3x5 index card, as Tom Woods calls it. Lincoln good, slavery bad, Lincoln saved unions, Lincoln freed slaves. That's it. 
Lincoln, in December of 1862, was willing to allow, have a constitutional amendment which would allow for compensated emancipation in the South, and they wouldn't have had to do anything about it until around 1900, right? So, and, and, and at that point, there would have had to have been a compensated emancipation or a gradual emancipation, which would have allowed slavery to exist until about 1920, right? So, this was Lincoln's plan to do something like that, but yet... Oh, you can't criticize St. Abraham. If you say anything about St. Abraham, that's a bad thing. That's so you're criticizing this American demigod. Now, she's correct that the South never really had the opportunity to, to look into emancipation or uh, ending slavery uh, on their manumission, anything on their own terms. We know Lee actually freed slaves during the war, which broke Virginia law in some ways, but... Um, but he did it. It was part of the estate that he had to do with his own money. So uh, this is this is an interesting part of it. But you know the fact is the South never had the opportunity to go through an emancipation period or anything on its own terms. It was just forced on it by the North. And she said that uh, in the appearance as well. This was forced on the South, and with no discussion of what would happen to former slaves, what would happen to former slave owners, what would happen to the economy of these places. There was no discussion about this, whereas northern states were allowed to do this on their own terms over their own time. New Jersey still had slaves in December of 1865. So, I mean, northern states had a, had a benefit southern states did not have. Now, the piece continues, during her previous appearance on the show in December, she objected to the removal of Confederate statues and said they were built to tell, quote, the true story of the American South and its fight for the sovereignty of each state and constitutional law. Well, there's nothing incorrect about that statement. You can go read the dedication speeches. You can read the monuments themselves. And I know, well, you read these dedication speeches, you're going to see it's all about white supremacy and white superiority and, and white, 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 white power and all. No, it wasn't. Look, these, these monuments were going up around the South because of the time period, number one, 25 years after 1865 is when about 1890. And you see a lot of monuments go up about that time period. 50 years then later, well, when is that? Well, you get to about World War I, and you see a lot of monuments go up during that time period. And, of course, we're dealing with the war, and people are thinking about soldiers. And This is why monuments were going up when they did. To say that monuments had to be there to solidify Jim Crow is just stupid. Because Jim Crow was, I mean, nobody thought there was any threat to that in the South. There was no threat to that. In the United States, in the 1890s or 19-teens, nobody was threatening Jim Crow. Nobody was threatening segregation. It just it was an accepted way of life in the South, and why would they have to put a monument up to defend that? It doesn't make any sense. We know a lot of monuments didn't... Well, monuments really didn't start going up to the 1870s because Southerners had no money to do it, number one, and in some cases it was illegal. We did see some of them go up in cemeteries, and in, in fact some were wood, but they were taken down and replaced with stone. Um, so this is, a, again, an interesting process uh, that had n people that, that, of course, gave dedication speeches and Southerners were racist and under a modern lexicon or the modern definition of it in that time period. So were Northerners. You would be hard-pressed to find it. And, of course, also at, at the same time, you had Northern monuments going up to Union veterans and uh, to the war itself. At the same time, these Southern monuments are going up. This is a period of time where people were reflecting on the war they were thinking about the cause. They were thinking about both sides, north and south. And so you saw these monuments go up. 
There was a monument up in Chicago while Grover Cleveland was president about this time, 25 years later. And it was attended by Grover Cleveland, the monument dedication ceremony, and paid for, at least contributors, were northerners to this Confederate monument in a cemetery in Chicago. So uh, it's amazing how people just gloss over this because they have their own version of what they think they want people to remember about the war. So here we go. Pace continues. In a statement to the Virginia pilot, Youngkin spokesperson Macaulay Porter said the governor, quote, supports preserving the history of Virginia and believes that the reference statue should be preserved in a museum or another facility. Porter, however, noted that Youngkin disagreed with McLean's comments on Ukraine and believed the comparison was inappropriate. That's really where he said that I disagree. He didn't say anything about the, the war or treason or you know the Confederacy or anything like that. I hope that, that McLean actually doubles down on this and just goes hard. I'll talk about that in a second. In Youngkin's statement last week, which announced several appointments, including McLean's, he said he was confident in each member's ability to establish a best-in-class legacy for our administration. Now, this is, this is a, interesting. So the pilot goes out to Christopher Newport University and interviews Jonathan White. Now, Jonathan White has written a couple of pretty good books on, uh, on the war. And I say on the war. He's actually looking at, he was Mark Neely's student, and he's looking at uh, the political climate in the North. He talks about habeas corpus in one book. Uh, he gets into voter fraud from the Union Army in another book. He's done a pretty good job, scholarly job, on these topics. But he said, the piece says, Jonathan White, Associate Professor of American Studies at Christopher Newport University, said he was confused by McLean's remarks. The Confederacy fired the first shots. The Confederacy broke away and started the conflict, said White. Um... Well, okay, let's just let's just get past the talking points because this is what you're doing, right? Newspapers do this all the time. Let's just get past the talking points. The Confederacy fired the first shots. Now, Lincoln said two things about this. One, I've read one account where he said, I knew they'd do it. And the other is that he said this had the desired outcome. And that would be provisioning Sumter and sending relief to Fort Pickens. In other words, Lincoln knew that by doing that, the South would be forced to fire at these Union resupply efforts, or they would look weak. Secession would look like it never really happened. See, Lincoln was boxing the South in. It's why he started camp polling his cabinet and campaigning for provisioning Sumter, knowing full well Winfield Scott was saying, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. Just, just blockade the South. You don't need to go to, they're going to shoot at it and we're going to get into a war. This is going to happen. If we're not willing to do that, if we're not willing to blockade, well then let's let the South go. Let the South go. People were saying it before. Let the South go. Horace Greeley, let the South go. Why do we want to coerce these people? Just let them out. We've been talking about having a union, not being in a union with slave owners for years. We've got it. So let the South go. The Deep South can go on its own way. We still have a union. We just don't have seven states. What's the big deal? That's a really important question. What is territory here? To, this was brought up by the Copperheads too. Does territory need to be this to this? Or can it be something less? We're fighting a war for territory, in other words. The Confederacy broke away and started the conflict. The Confederacy didn't start anything. They broke away. Yes, they seceded. But for 
from December until April, December 1860 until April 1861, there was no shooting. There was no conflict. I mean, you can say, what about the Star of the West, McClanahan? They tried to ship turned around. But there really wasn't any conflict. There was a truce. Nobody was shooting at each other, really. I mean, it just... People, the, 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 the Union soldiers in Charleston were able to walk through the streets and do what they wanted. Nobody accosted these people or molested these people. They just let them go and do what they want. Nobody thought this was going to come to blows. In fact, I, from what I understand, Stephen Douglas, when hearing Lincoln's speech in March of 1861, said, oh, good, we're not going to have a war. He really believed that speech was conciliatory rather than aggressive. Now, we know Buchanan was far less aggressive than Lincoln. So this is, I mean, they broke away and started the conflict. Well, not really. Lincoln started the conflict because he did something that was going to be perceived as aggressive in provisioning Fort Sumter. While the Confederacy, by the way, while South Carolina had delegates in D.C. trying to buy the fort. So who really is pushing for conciliation? Lincoln's also telling his Republican buddies, don't compromise with the South. We can't compromise. Can't do any of that. I talked about that on yesterday's show. So who's really starting the conflict? And then he says this, So under the definition of treason laid out in the Constitution, there is no doubt in my mind that fighting against the United States was treason. Well, okay, if you were still a U.S. citizen. But these people weren't. So what you're saying there is that you don't believe secession actually happened, even though people like Thad Stevens said secession happened. They're no longer part of the United States. It wasn't treason anymore. It never was treason. And so when she says that they didn't commit treason, she's perfectly right. Any people, anywhere, as Lincoln said in 1846, can rise up and throw off their government. Any people, anywhere. Lincoln said this in 1846, which is what the South did. So they weren't committing treason because they were already an independent government. They didn't commit treason because they're no longer U.S. citizens. They were citizens of the Confederate States of America. So who's committing treason, really? Oh, wait a second here. What about Abraham Lincoln, who... Clearly, the, the definition of treason is waging war against them, meaning the states. If you're saying these states are still in the Union, well, then you're waging war against them. That's treason. So who's really committing treason? But see, this is, again, this is what I said. It's the talking points from the Republican Party of the 1860s. That's what passes for historical interpretation today. We're just regurgitating what the Republicans said. There's a book out on John C. Calhoun. Matthew Carp wrote this book. He's a little Ivy League historian. I think he's at Princeton. And he writes this book on John C. Calhoun. And basically all he does is go out and say, you know who's right? The slave power people. Look at all this stuff. Here it is. The slave power theory is right. The slave power thesis. And he just regurgitates all the slave power stuff from the 1850s. <gasps> That's new. That approach is so good. We've never heard this before. We haven't? Sure we have. But, I mean, this is what we get in the historical profession. It's just complete bunk. It's garbage. So then the next sentence. The professor also said he did not believe it was accurate to compare the Confederacy to Ukraine, which was invaded by Russia in February. Quote, this is from Jonathan White, Lincoln was reacting, which is very different from what Russian President Vladimir Putin has done in Ukraine, where he has been the aggressor, White said. So Lincoln was just reacting. He wasn't the aggressor. He's just reacting. Reacting to what? To the mess you started? And, 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 let's just, he's reacting, so he's using 
illegal means to do what he's doing. He doesn't call Congress back. He suspends habeas corpus unilaterally, which is illegal. You want to say, I mean, he takes an oath to uphold the Constitution and violates it. I mean, is that not an impeachable offense? Absolutely. But this is what Lincoln was doing. So, and this is even what, look, in the Copperheads class, I have a, a pamphlet entitled Executive Power from Benjamin R. Curtis, who is a former Supreme Court justice, who essentially lays out the argument I just made. Abraham Lincoln. And Curtis supported the effort to preserve the Union. But Curtis lays out in very, very explicit detail how Lincoln was uh, abusing power and shredding the Constitution and really should be impeached for it. So Lincoln's just reacting. This is the well, he's just reacting to this. He does he doesn't know what I mean, it's this is just reaction. Who who doesn't who can who can blame Lincoln for any of this? Who can blame him? I mean, he's just reacting and sending in seventy five thousand troops to a foreign country. He's just reacting. Just just reacting. He's not the aggressor. The South was the aggressor. It's not the North. The North wasn't aggressive by sending a supply mission when they were told that that's going to be an aggressive move. That's not aggression, though. That's just sending a supply mission. It's not aggression. In a statement this week, Democratic Party of Virginia Chairwoman Susan Swecker said McLean was ignorant of history and unqualified to serve on the board. Now, I haven't looked up Susan Swecker's credentials, but I pr she probably doesn't have a PhD in history. <laughs> but um, but she, uh, no, McLean is ignorant of history. But Susan Swecker is just well enlightened and uh, and knows a lot. She is, of course, someone we should trust when it comes to history. Susan Swecker. Uh, so uh, McLean, who has a PhD in art history from the University of Virginia, is not qualified to serve on the board. You can't make up this kind of stupid, but this is what they say. The board considers nomination of historic sites for listing in the Virginia Landmarks Register and the National Register of Historic Places and handles updates to historical highway markers or new preservation easements. So, I mean, they really don't do, they do stuff, but I mean, it's, they're not, she's not going to have any impact on these monuments. In fact, she said it. I don't know if I'm going to have any impact on these monuments. But then this is really, really, where it really gets funny. Swecker further called on the governor to withdraw her appointment. Of course. And, uh, I mean, this is what they want. They want to cancel her. The Republican Party of Virginia declined to comment on McLean's appointment. Price said she believed McLean should be replaced, but the delegate doesn't expect that it will happen. No. How dare they not do? We, we, she should be replaced. She should be fired. They should do what we want, but pff, it's not going to happen. Well, have the Democrats ever done this? When the Democrats put stupid people in charge of different things? I don't know, like their entire congressional delegation or anybody they appoint to anyone in the bureaucracy, all these morons, when the Republicans say that person should be fired, do they fire these people? No, they double down and appoint more idiots. This is what I'm saying about McLean and really about Youngkin. If he was smart, he would look at this and he would, he would pull DeSantis on this and say, you know what, I'm going to find more people like McLean and put more of them on there just so I can tick the left off even more and let these people say what they want. And you know what? Because they're going to do this, if they're really upset about statues, let's put them all back up. If he really wanted to be a person that the right and the American right would love, it would be to stick it back in the left's face every chance they get. But you see, 
Yunkin is of the mind. He's a corporate guy. Well, I got to play kind of both sides. I got to. No. DeSantis is showing you the way. You just go out and stick it to him every time you get it. Just stick it. Get more McLean, stick him more in these positions, find more people like her, put them in other places, because that would be the, the way to show the left that you don't care about what they say. And again, this is think locally, act locally. This is at the state level. We're not talking about the federal level now. We're talking at the state level. And this is what people should be doing. Stick it to them every chance you get. Because they would do it to you, I guarantee it. They would put all the most anti-statue people on every board and every place, everyone on this on this uh, board uh, that McLean has been appointed to would be would be for removing anything that said anything positive about the Confederacy or the Founding Fathers. They'd, they'd try to get rid of all of it. So stick people, Youngkin, stick people on these boards that want to do the exact opposite and stick it in their face every chance you get. Do it. Because you know what? It's going to be better in the long run for you. I'm telling you, if you want some political advice. So then this is where Price is funny. We've asked for apologies and removals for previous folks, and he just gone on to appoint people who are in the same vein, she said. Well, good. In fact, he should be appointing more. Anybody he should be removing is people like you, if he could. I would just get rid of these people. I have a, a colleague um, who was told years ago he could go and you know work for a university and fire people. He wishes he had done it uh, because it would have been hilarious. Um, but this is, you know, didn't do it, but wish he could have gone back and done that. Um, because this is what really, I mean, when it comes down to it, uh, you need more people. Double down just like the left does. I mean, Republicans need to figure out the Democrats come to politics to play. They don't play. They come to politics to win, what I should say. They don't, they don't play games. They come to win. Republicans play games. Democrats come to win. And they will, they will politically kneecap you every chance they get. They will put all of their people on every single board they can. This is what the Democrats are most upset about with, with uh, Mitch McConnell in the federal courts because he's essentially doing that. He's putting. He's he's saying that we're going to run the courts, and we're going to stop your idiotic agenda in the courts, and that's how it's going to work. And they can't stand it, which is why they're going to try to get term limits. They're going to try to limit this power of the Supreme Court. This is what the Democrats are doing now. Of course, they can do all this stuff, but now they're figuring out, and the Democrats won't stop. But the Republicans need to stand firm here. Youngkin needs to appoint. I mean, not only support McLean, but Anne McLean is great. Anne McLean is fantastic. We need more people like McLean out there. You people are fake news. You people are stupid. And really give it back to him. He just won't do it. So I wanted to say that there's one paragraph left, but um, oh, I'm sorry, a couple more. But these aren't uh, these aren't really that uh, that interesting for what I'm talking about. So um, this this statue issue, this it's it's really a war over history. It's not going away. And people have asked me to comment more on you know, Confederate monuments and other things. And um, so this was a nice ability for me to do that and talk about these opponents to Abraham Lincoln, the Copperheads, which my latest class covers. Uh, and it's just at McClanahan Academy. It's just fantastic. You want to get it. Remember, use the coupon code COPPERHEADS at McClanahan Academy for that class. You get $60 off. I'll see you tomorrow on the Brian McClanahan Show. See you then.